First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, the Word of God says, Be sober, be vigilant. That means to be on your guard, to be watching. Because your adversary, that means your enemy, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Now in 1 John chapter 5, verse number 18, 1 John 5, 18 says, We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. That means to habitually be involved in sin. That don't mean if you're saved, you can't mess up. I don't propagate that for a minute. If you're saved, you could find yourself in the ditch, friend, and I'm sorry. But this is talking about someone who makes a lifestyle of their sin. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. The Word of God says that if you're truly saved, those that are saved and begotten of God keepeth himself. As a church, if I were to come out here tonight and say, Brother Tim, I want you to take care of the finances of the church. And I'm going to give you how many dollars we have in the treasury and cash money in a little bank bag. And I'm going to let you take care of that. This word keepeth has the idea of what would you do with that money if I gave it to you tonight. Would you just lay it over here on the ledge and go about your business and talk and fellowship and say, remind me to pick that up later? Would you go out in the yard and talk with the fellas and leave it laying on your seat? Is that keeping it? No. That means to keep your eyes on it. That means to guard it as if you are a security guard taking care of a great treasure. And the Word of God says, But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. That means when you're really saved, born of the Spirit of God, you have a responsibility to guard yourself against self, against sin, against Satan. And there's a responsibility that you have. As a pastor tonight, I have a responsibility to God and to you to keep the flock of God. That means to be able to watch over and watch out for the children of God. I have a responsibility responsibility from God to keep my wife and my home. And that means make a vigilant watch and guard myself, my family, and my home. And that wicked one toucheth him not. Does that word toucheth mean that right there? Just to reach out and Put your hand on somebody. No, sir. When the Word of God says that it's better for a man not to touch a woman, that ain't what it's talking about. That word toucheth means to attach to. And the Word of God says that if you'll keep yourself, Satan cannot attach himself to you. That's what your book says. If Satan is attaching himself to you too regular, then you ain't keeping yourself. But the Word of God says, He that keepeth himself, that wicked one, toucheth him not. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. We've never seen a time 
that there is such rampant wickedness as we have all around us right this minute. Brother Mark, if God was to pull back the scales from our eyes and let us see the wickedness sitting in this room tonight, it would terrify you what's sitting around you on these seats tonight, let alone to go into Walmart or go into the drugstore or the convenience store. And if you could just see the wickedness that's all around you tonight, you'd shake and you'd tremble. And the Word of God, this is the Bible. The whole world lies in wickedness. And we know and we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us, and that's talking to a child of God, an understanding that we may know Him that is true. And we are in Him that is true, even in His Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. God told them to keep themselves from idols because idols attract devils, attract demons, if you will. Idols were an instrument that Satan uses to infiltrate and saturate and inundate people with demonic and evil forces. Now, if you were to go out today and you, Brother Ricky, were sitting beside the road somewhere, your radiator's boiled dry, your car's overheated, and there's an old antifreeze jug laying in the back of your vehicle. That antifreeze jug, an empty, old, starting to weather and dry rot, is not worth anything. But it is an instrument that you could use to walk to a creek or walk to a service station and get some water and put in it and carry it back and pour in your vehicle. You see what I'm saying? For a child of God, we are to be an instrument that God can use to fill with the Holy Ghost of God. But Satan has his instruments and they are vessels that he uses to fill with demonic spirits. Satan tonight is a deceiver. Satan is a dammer. And Satan is a destroyer. In 1 Peter 5, 8, we already read, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. By definition, the very name Satan means destroyer. What does Satan destroy? He destroys everything he comes in contact with. He'll break your heart. He'll destroy your hopes. He'll destroy your health. He'll destroy the harmony in your home, in your heart, in the house of God. Everything that rascal gets around, Brother Tim, he destroys. He tears up. If there's a heartbreak in your heart tonight, if there's a frustration, if there's a confusion in your heart tonight, if Something's been destroyed in your life tonight. You mark her down. That rascal's behind the whole thing. He's a destroyer. I'll give you three ways tonight Satan destroys. Number one is by lust. Man is plagued with the base fallen nature of our father Adam. And in the deep recesses of the human heart lies carnal instincts that left unchecked and unguarded will lead to death and destruction. 
Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. You mark it down, friend, death and destruction is a product of the working of Satan. Lust causes man to flirt with sin. No real intention of ever getting serious or getting in over your head. But plagued with a false sense of security. Man says, I'll never get in too deep. I'll never get in any serious trouble with this. And I'll never even get caught. And man, in his pride and arrogance, just like Satan, man thinks that he's smarter than the devil, and man thinks that he's smarter than God, and man says, I'll never go too far, and I'll never get out of control. Every one of you has been in that place, saved and lost, where you thought, I can handle this. And buddy, and a little while later you found out that thing's done got bigger than you are. You've got a hold of something that'll eat your lunch, friend. Psalm one forty one verse four says, Incline not my heart to any evil thing to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity and let me not eat all their dainties. The psalmist said, God, don't let me be inclined to that wicked base nature of my heart. Psalm 101 verse 3, David said, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. And David said, if it's wicked, I ain't even looking at it. Listen, tonight I'm not a super spiritual human being. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty weak. I'm probably one of the weaker ones in the bunch. But God, don't let me have some things, Brother Mark. It's not because I'm spiritual. I don't have a television. It's not because I'm spiritual. Brother Tim, I don't have internet. It's because I'm weak and I know I'm weak. And the psalmist said, I'll set no evil thing before mine eye. And Brother Mark, there's some things I know I can't handle. So what, so what do you do? Don't put them in front of you. Galatians 5, 16 says this, I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Satan will destroy you through lust. And listen, he don't have to give you that lust. It's already burning inside of you. But Satan will destroy men through lies. Satan fills men's heads and hearts with false hopes and false ideas. John 8.44 says, Ye of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. You know how con artists operate? They lie and operate on the lust of men. 
That's how con artists operate. I was in Tampa several years ago in a meeting. There was a young man came in well-dressed, trying to make friends with a lot of the folks that were there that had interest in making friends with some of the more influential people. I was in on the conversation. I know what was taking place. This young man, Brother Tim, was a con artist. He was trying to get people to give him money. And what that young man said was that I have two business partners. And somewhere off the coast of Bermuda, we have found a great treasure. And we're trying to bring that treasure into the United States. Our treasure is worth an estimated $6 billion with a B. My part is two billion dollars but they've held it up in customs bermuda won't let us have it and we're going to have to pay the taxes we spent all of our money trying to get this treasure out of the ocean and now if we get it here we've got to have some investors and i'm willing to you give you great gain on your money if you'll just let me have ten thousand dollars at a time Brother Mark, you know what he's playing on? Men's lust. A quick way to double your money. Tells a good story. But lies prey on lust. Are you listening? Lust makes a man weak and susceptible to the lies of the devil simply because it's easy to believe a lie when you so badly want it to be the truth. It's so easy to believe a lie when you really, really in your heart want it to be true. I know men that sit in this congregation and the devil tells you why you're really not lost. And you want to believe that so badly. The devil will tell you you're really not that bad. And you want to believe it. Satan will tell you what you're doing, what you're saying, what you're thinking, what you're feeling is really not sin and you're justified in what you feel and what you think. But 1 Timothy 4.1 says, Now the Spirit, that's the Holy Ghost, capital S, speaketh expressly, that in latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies... In hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Men so overwhelmed by the spirit of devils that their conscience is literally seared and they're totally 100% deceived by the lies of the devil because they did not want to believe the truth. Satan's lies cause even God's children to argue. With the Holy Ghost. Are you listening? Because we do not even want to believe the truth. When my mother was lost and unregenerate without God, the Holy Ghost of God made that as plain to me as the nose on my face tonight that my mother was lost. But in my heart, Brother Tim, I could not come to grips 
that someone I loved so much, someone I cared so much for, someone who had been so tender, so sweet, and so good to me, someone that meant so much to me could possibly be lost. And God's children can want to believe a lie so much and so long that we'll grieve the Holy Ghost of God and argue with the Holy Ghost of God when God told us in plain understandable terms what we needed to know. 1 John 4, 1 says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they're of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. I'm going to tell you how you try, folks. Y'all listening? Watch them long enough. Watch them. Are you listening? Watch them. Hey, the Word of God didn't say lay hands on no man suddenly for for no reason at all, Brother Jesse. And I've made a whole lot of mistakes. I've messed some things up. And I've laid my hands on some folks too quick. And I've paid the price for that. But, Brother Mark, if you really want to know, the Word of God teaches us wisdom is justified of her children. And in just plain, simple terms tonight, that means the proof's in the pudding. And you watch it a few years down the road and see where she winds up. Revelation sixteen thirteen. I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles. That's in your Bible. Working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world. To gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Revelation 12, 9, the word of God says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. And he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Satan tonight, according to the word of God, is the deceiver of the whole world. He'll lie to you. He'll destroy you through lust. He'll destroy you through lies. And He'll destroy you through light. We, as God's children, those of you who are saved, born of the Spirit of God, when you meet someone, I know what you look for, the same as what I look for, you look for light. John chapter 6, verse 70, Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. That word devil, by definition, means a traducer. A traducer, by definition, means one that will set you up to mock you and make a fool out of you. And the Word of God tells us that Jesus told His disciples... You're so spiritual, you've walked with me, you've fellowshiped with me, you've ate bread with me, you've slept in the same place I've slept, but there's one walking with you right now that's a devil and you don't even know who it is. If they could be fooled, I guess I could. And I guess you could. You know what really breaks my heart? Folks that fool themselves. Fooled by light. Second Corinthians 4, 3, But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded, 
the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. How does Satan blind men to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ? It gives them a false light. Ephesians 2, 1 says, You hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, when in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Satan is the god of this world, children. He is the prince of the power of the air. And Brother Mark, apart from the anointing of the Holy Ghost of God, I am no match for the devil. And if I choose to argue with the light the Holy Ghost of God gives me, I, as a born-again child of God, can be deceived and blinded by the light of Satan. The Word of God says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 13, For such are false apostles... Deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness. Here it is. That's what I've been telling y'all. Whose end shall be according to their works. What's the end going to be? What's the fruit going to be? Isaiah 14, 9 says, Hail from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. And all they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as we? Art thou become like unto us? Thy pomp is brought down to the grave and the noise of thy bowels. The worm is spread under thee and the worms cover thee. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Satan's original Name and his original being and his original purpose. Satan was a shining one, a light bearer, if you will. Is it any wonder in the ranks of so-called fundamental Bible-believing Baptist churches tonight that we've allowed our ranks to be filled with those that have never truly been born of the Spirit of God because they fell prey to the light of Lucifer. They fell prey to the lust of their own flesh and the lies of Satan. God said, Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. And you see the five I wills of Lucifer. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. 
I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell and the sides of the pit. And they that see thee shall narrowly narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble and did shake kingdoms? Made the world as a wilderness. Destroyed the cities thereof. Listen. And opened not the house of his prisoners. Tonight there are men and women that sit even in our midst. They're sitting in prison that's in bondage. You're in bondage to Lucifer tonight, the light bearer. How does a man wind up in Satan's prison? Deceived by counterfeit light. How's that happen? At some point, they rejected the true light. John 3 verse 19, this is the condemnation. That light has come into the world. That's Jesus Christ. Men love darkness. That means they love their sin. Rather than light. Because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. How did man get in bondage to Satan like that? He said no to the true light. How do you get out of prison? Respond to the true light. Back in 1 John chapter number 1, verse number 4. These things write unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful. Hallelujah. And just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. Satan's a destroyer. Some of you are so arrogant and so proud, so full of yourself, so full of your sin and so full of your religion, you think Satan can't fool you. You think you can't be deceived. But I'm here to tell you tonight, there's some sitting in our midst tonight that you're so deceived that if God, the sweet Holy Ghost, don't rock your world, break your bands asunder and let you go, you're going to scream in hell. You will not get any help unless God lets you loose. God's been offering. God's been doing some serious things in our midst. God dealt with some folks in this place Sunday morning mightily. And I know God's dealing with hearts.
Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. He said, Preacher Mike, why, why are you so... I mean, why are you so bold and brash? I mean, why do you hammer on these things all the time? You wake up in hell one day, you yes, wish 10,000 times yes, that I stood up on your chair and screamed in your face. This thing's real. Satan's real. Yes. He's raging. Amen. He'll destroy you. He'll make a fool out of you. And because of your stinking pride, men and women will never even say they're wrong. They'll never say they're wrong. That absolutely galls me that I watch folks blaspheme God, make a fool out of the things of God, look me in the face and blaspheme me and then never admit they've ever been wrong. 